Welcome back to another episode of the spookiest show around. That's right. You better turn on some lights and lock the doors, put the kids to bed, put locks on those uh, bedroom doors as well, because we got a big uh, <laughs> slam banger of an episode for y'all this evening on the Mostly Ghostly Show. Ray, how you doing over there? Not too bad. How about you? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Excited. We got a, we really have something. We had two guests with us this evening. It's going to be a lot of fun. You know what I mean? Nice. We got returning nice. guest, the great Audra Morris. How you doing over there, Audra? I am fantastic. Thank you. How about yourself, my friend? I'm doing well. You know what I mean? Doing pretty good. So, uh, Ray, how you doing? I can't take all the answer. <laughs> let you do too. Ray sounds like he's in a tornado right now. Broadcasted live from <laughs> tornado. Like a storm chasers. Oh, no, no. Been there, done that. Nope. <laughs> I feel like that. Yeah, store, too much Twister style getting sucked up. No fun. No fun. Well, Woodra, it's uh, good to see you. Good to see you. Welcome back. Uh, we have uh, a new guest. Uh, that voice you might have heard. Oh, Bobby sorry, I did. Spoke before I was yeah, yeah. Some people have rules about that stuff, but we're pretty free, free spirited here. You know what I mean? Bobby Dizzle from the Bobby Dizzle Show, currently from the Bobby Dizzle Network. How you doing? Mm-hmm. I'm good, doing great. Look forward to this all day. It's only it's only positivity I had in my life today. So I'm like, yeah, no podcast tonight. Just make it there. Just get there. Maintain. Well, we're very glad to hear that. Fisher, vibe. yeah. Positivity. We like that. Mostly oh, yeah. stands for positive vibes. Hell yeah, Ray. You like that? Oh, definitely. Now, Bobby came across our tracks here. Uh, the great Wild Trees. Got to give a shout out to Wild Trees, of course. Uh, from oh, yeah. uh, Black Lotus Live over there. You know what I mean? Our pals over there. With saying, you know, Black Lotus Live, you're going to throw rest in peace out there to Damian Gray. Not even a month ago, I don't think. You know what I mean? Oh, no, it's been like two weeks, man. Yeah. He was a big inspiration to me. Like, he, I had done give up on being on podcast. I'm like, well, my episodes I did were good enough. That was my only run. And Damian's like, hey, you want to come back on? Yeah. And I just, I was like, I have to have it. Like, it became an addiction to me after that show. Yeah. It was so much fun. So yeah, you, so you st- you got uh, involved with that show, and uh, wh- how long, how far back did you get linked into that show? See, so, uh, that was I'd done shows for a couple of years, not 2019, 2020, just little runs, little six ten episode runs, you know. Yeah. And uh, Damien got with me because I had an episode with a guy named Jeremy Sanborn from Massachusetts. Yeah, who had, who had seen goblins in his house, he'd seen a Bigfoot, and he real big, he just kind of a haunted dude, like. All kinds of stuff going on. And I think he wanted me to be on there too. I kind of walked the guy through to make him familiar because he was kind of shy and he already knew me. And so Damien brought me on and then we just kind of all fell in love. Dark Hour and uh, Wild Trees. And I still talk to uh, Ralph, his co host. Yeah. I still talk, I still talk to him and I still talk to Kimberly O'Connor, his other, uh, his little, his moderator. Yeah. We had Kimberly on. I definitely talked to Wild Trees. I just texted him a minute ago, told him what I was doing. Said, be jealous. <laughs> Shout out Wild Trees. Well, he'll be back. Oh, yeah. He's gonna be on the show soon. We'll speculate. We'll speculate. His channel's called Science of the Strange. If you want to check him out, just Def- yeah, definitely go check him. Love there. So when he comes on, you'll be well prepared. 
You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. I think we have much better at this than me. That episode got where the wild trees grow with wild trees, I believe, from season two or three, maybe. Mm-hmm. Right? Do you remember? Yeah, that's how I found you. I was googling around for wild trees. Oh, really? And he, pop- and he popped up, and you were on his uh, friends list. I'm like, hey. Well, hell yeah. I know. I think we started season three off with him. Yeah, yeah. I remember he was the first episode. He's that cool of a dude. No offense to you, Bobby. This isn't. Hey, it's, hey, I know where I stand. If I ever get any kind of clout or monetary means with this show, yeah. there's no amount of money I would not pay to have him as my co-host. He's worth, he's worth, once he gets going, I don't have to do anything. I'm like, okay, Wild Trees is talking. Turn my camera off and go to the bathroom. He's so smart. Like, he just puts me to shame. I'm over here talking about, hey, you think, uh, you think Bigfoot got like hairy balls? And he's like talking about his genomes and his hair medulla. I'm like, yeah, it's a, it was a little Another it, level. It was a little intimidating interviewing. I remember because mm-hmm. I want to yeah, make sure I was on top of knew knew had an idea what I was talking about to some degree. Mm-hmm. He demands that respect. You know what I mean? God, he's smart as hell. Yes, well, we could have you both on tag teaming up, tag team. Oh yeah, we were. He was my favorite co-host, and I was his. I like being on his show too because I could be his color commentator. I remember he had a great setup too. Look at what I'm praising him too hard. So we're gonna be taking we gonna rail back a little bit. We're talking about like he's still like he's dead or something. I know. I was alive. gonna say Jesus <laughs> creepers. Um, more of that in the future, I guess. So Alabama, mm-hmm. Alabama. What's Alabama got for big haunts out there that you can think of off top? We have. Uh, so growing up, I grew up on. In a family of share of of past sharecroppers on a, the edge of an old plantation, and about a half a mile down the road, it's a place called the Moody Brick, and everybody says it's haunted. It's not. I mean, I'm sure you can get a residual or an EVP, but it, but it was it was pretty cool, and all my family lived there, kind of rented it from the owners. That that's that's my earliest memory of a haunting kind of thing. But Huntsville's Huntsville's eat up with haunts. We have their own ghost tour, like Savannah, and downtown they have a place called Twickenham in like an old, old historical district place called Maple Hill Cemetery. You can see it forever. People go run in there because it's all kinds of like, it's quiet. It's like a hundred acres or more cemetery at the back of it. Um, place called the dead children's playground. And it can be the, uh, it can be the balmiest day in the world. No wind. Them swings are swinging, baby. That's heavy. Yeah. That's the around. That's like the most popular place around here, but there, there are other ones. I mean, Redstone Arsenal's haunted. My building's haunted on Redstone Arsenal. There's like a whole article about it. There's a place where I used to work, and I remember it. I remember it. Well, I just worked there a year or so ago, so I definitely remember it. But uh, in the in the article on the local newspaper about the haunts on Redstone, talking about this cold spot, I'm like, dude, I know that cold spot. I thought it was weird up on one of the floors. So yeah, it's just it's all the most random stuff. Like I said. It's, what was that? Sorry about that, guys. Well, yeah, it was a gunshot. <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting outside. The guy across the street practices of every now and again. <laughs> as long as you don't see the tiles of your house coming off, then just that sounds like where I grew up. I grew up out, out in Alabama. <laughs> yeah. I grew up out in Alabama where everybody shoot, shoot guns like that. I didn't think nothing about it. Yeah, yeah, that's about it. Just your typical old Southern haunts. Usually, we uh, uh. Huntsville's a really old town. Didn't get burned down by the North because it sympathized. Yeah. So there's tons of tons of old hauntings here. 
the the playground of dead children. Dead children's playground, Maple Hill Cemetery. It's famous. Yeah. I was doing a show the other night with a with a dude from Illinois. Sorry about that, from Chicago, and he mentioned that he'd been there. I'm like, good lord. He'd been there. He'd been there ghost hunting. Yeah, Ray. What do you think of that? Uh, is it but one thing you got to remember when you say dead children's playground, and you're talking about a cemetery. Yeah. At one time in history, cemeteries were a popular place for families to go, have picnics, and kids to play. Mm-hmm. It was like a public park. So if you've got children that used to play there yeah. and love the place, they come back to some place they love. Oh, yeah. With the playground actually in it this time. Oh, makes it even better. Bigger draw. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's like an actual playground. It's creepy to go to. It always feels, it always feels like you're alone there. Yeah. It's the weirdest feeling. Well, if, you, uh, if, you're, if you're a part of a family that would, would picnic in a cemetery – then I assume you probably have family there and it would probably, you would assume as that kid, well, or whoever, if I want to see them, they will come to the cemetery. So they would even, and they get into that rotation and then their family passes and then they, uh, they're kind of stuck in it type deal. Yeah. It's it's one of those cemeteries where everybody who, everybody around here has got somebody in it. Even my wife's uh, brother who has uh, died in childbirth slash infancy is there. And every year they do the cemetery stroll with all the famous people. Like I'm real, real, real famous by like Huntsville natives and keynote keynote guys from Huntsville's history. They all, you know, people dress up in period garb, yeah, and give their little speech. Yeah, it's like a, it's a you you you've been to history. You're from what Philly? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Who am I talking to you? We're Boston. We're we're Bostonians. Oh, you're Boston? Where did yeah, I get Philly? We, yeah. Oh, we were talking about Jay Okerson. Never mind. I claim I look like Jay Okerson. I. Nah. I, I, I'll claim Philly as well, though. I've always liked Philadelphia. Well, Boston's the same as far as history goes. You get, you get what I'm saying. A little tours in the fall and stuff. Uh, I would always play as the Flyers in NHL 93, 94, 5, and 6. <laughs> so that's, that's enough. That's enough. You know what I mean? Now you're, you're talking about a playground in a cemetery? Yeah. It is a, uh, it's a giant cemetery. It's, I'm going out on a limb, 100 acres. Could be more, could be a little less. It's big. You drive by it for 30 seconds when you drive by it at 60 miles an hour. And uh, at the back of it is the cemetery behind the church. Not, or the back of the cemetery is the playground behind the church. It's like a full-size playground. Now, children are much more open than adults. They close mm-hmm. off as they get older. And they can see, see spirits. And they can communicate. Imaginary friends aren't always just imaginary friends. Oh yeah, they can, be, they can be spirits. Now, if you've got a playground with children playing, you've got the history of the place and children that have that have been buried there. Everything going on, it just comes together in kind of a perfect storm to be haunted. Can you uh, share screens, Matt? Um, if, if I'm interrupting, I'm just—I was going to give you the, the article to it. On, on uh, Facebook, you wanted to look at it. Uh, I'm running. I'm running. Uh, I don't know if I can get it from the book to the. It's two different computers type deal. Oh, it's, oh, it's oh, sorry. It's okay. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It was just uh, on al.com. We'll put it on the Facebook page. Yeah. Get a boom. Everybody check out that oh. page. 
Sorry, I was, I was I was doing some collaboration over here. Yeah, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll paste it right here, so everybody can take a look at it if they so desire. Nice. For those watching at home, I've just gave them the picture of the AL dot com Dead Children's Playground, Legends of the Dead Children's Playground. Yeah. They did that. They did that article during COVID too. How how brave of them? Well, they they won't. You know, if they they let terrorism win, if they fucking if they didn't go during COVID, (laughs) this day didn't stop during COVID. Everybody just looked like a bunch of ninjas running around with with uh, gators on. (laughs) Oh, the gator was a good deal. I liked the gator. I never really appreciated the gator until COVID came around. Tell you the truth. Well, we always had them because they were good to wear when you're like on a boat in the river or in I, the, in the yeah. misty stuff. So it didn't really stop us. I per- didn't stop COVID either. Well, there you go. I never, I, I, I've always known about them, but that, I never had a reason to wear them before. And then uh, I definitely take that over the mask any day of the week for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. The gator doesn't even feel like it would be doing having any effect. It's just like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like having, uh, like out of the pantyhose when they rob the banks, you know, like <laughs> pantyhose will be a face for crying out loud. Terrible. So I, I know you, you you interview a lot of paranormal folk on the show. Now, were you hip? Were you a, were you a fan of the paranormal before getting into it? Or are you just kind of very interested in like the subject? You know what I mean? You know, I have I, been I have been low key almost. What is the word like? Ashamedly obsessed since I was little. Yeah, like always, always in the back of my mind. Like how it wasn't like my favorite subject or anything, but anytime it came up, I could, I'd get obsessed with it for two or three weeks. If there was a a good documentary, because remember when we were little, we didn't have I didn't have cable until I was about sixteen. Yeah, and so they'd have those they'd have those documentaries come on seven p.m. on Sundays, little specials. I'd be obsessed with them. I had all the all the ghost books from the book fair. Yeah. Unsolved mysteries, shows like unsolved mysteries. Oh yeah, you know those were like that that was where it was at. You know what I mean? You, it's fun. You when you think of those, like like right now, every big network has like kind of their own horror television show Mm -hmm. that they're pushing. But like back in the day, you it was very limited. Like you would have you you would catch horror from uh, unsolved mysteries, which is kind of almost like. uh, darker kind of detective show in a way, you know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. and it would have those stupid missing persons episodes on there. And then it would have like maybe a UFO or uh somebody saw something. Yeah. And it would be like almost 30, 60, 40. I remember emergency nine one one. You guys remember that <laughs> so show? Me. Ooh, yeah. I remember that being like so scary. scary stuff. Ray, you remember that show? The show gave me the show gave me a OS or a OCD, man. <laughs> it was rough, man. It was tough times. It was. Tough I used to go time. and check. I used to go and check under the uh, the. My mom kept the kettle on the stove on the on the gas stove when I was little. Yeah. And I used to go check that every night before I went to bed. And there was video of me after my kindergarten graduation when I was going. I was getting ready to go to bed. I had on my little tie and everything, and I walked in. And I gave everybody a hug. Then I went into the kitchen and checked under that, and went went to my room. Like I'm, I'm, I was like, that show gave me OCD. Yeah. And William Shatner knock off. It's it was heavy duty. 
Audra, <laughs> you remember any t- you remember remember any TV shows back in the day before horror television shows became a big deal? That was horror, like an unsolved mystery. I know X Files was kind of cool at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Millennium was very dark. It was a very oh, dark Millennium show. was good. I used to love that show. Lance Henriksen, the man, you know. Now, if you want to go way back, Machine, do you remember um, The Night Stalker? Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. I've never seen it, <laughs> but I'm familiar with it, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was great because it was... uh bad you know yeah. it was like the bad special effects like i can remember being young and you'd be like oh, oh no and you'd be all watching it and then you look at it now and you're like oh my god that scared me it's like a rubber hand or something <laughs> uh, it, it's hysterical it was the, f- the father from a cr- christmas story right was the <laughs> yeah the dude <clears throat> Not yeah, I know that it's legendary. People, it's a huge following for it. I don't think I've ever watched an official episode. Watch it sometimes. You'll get it. You'll get a kick out of it. It's actually it. It had a really good story base. They did good stories on this, and this it. it you would like it. Yeah, I remember. About, I seen a, yeah. Uh, are you afraid of the dark after we got home oh, from school? Dude. Are you afraid of the dog? I love that show. I even like Goosebumps. I got down with Goosebumps. Mm-hmm. Crip, Crip, Crip Keeper on Sunday. Oh, my goodness. We, the Crip we, Keeper used to have some good ones. They scared the shit out of you. Crip, Tales from the Crip. Tales from the Crip was legendary stuff. We just had John Kazir on the Boombasticast show. Check it out. Anybody oh, really? out there listening. Um, that was good. We had Twilight Zone, of course. Outer Limits had some, oh. you know, Outer Limits was never as good as Twilight Zone, but. Yeah. It was good in a pinch, though, when it came on the Sci-Fi Channel. Like, yeah. what is this? Yeah. There was, a, even on Saturday morning, they had the uh, Tales from the Crypt cartoon. That's, yep. Which was a little scary. I'll never forget that. And Ghostbusters had a twinge of scariness to it every it once in a did, while. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the good old days. Scurry. Scurry I'll tell stuff. you one that had some some darkness to it that is going to get honorable mention, and that's that Batman cartoon. That Norish Batman cartoon where everybody had white eyes. It was the one that came out in the middle nineties. Yeah, it came on after school. It was. I think I remember it being kind of dark. Yeah, Batman Beyond, I believe. I think it was that one. Probably the Sandman scared the shit out of me, man. Yeah, there was a slow progression. That'd be a great little. I'd like to watch the documentary of that progression of uh, scary things on television. Mm Mm-hmm. Sitting in yeah, my grandma's Twilight. house, terrified. You can't mess with the Twilight Zone. They're some of the greatest, some of the great, when it comes to, like, twists and, like, you know, just, like, scary moments, Twilight Zone, legendary. You know, it even gets one over on Tales from the Crypt because it's uh, it's just a, a more original. I don't know, actually, the t- I wonder when the, the, the comics came out, probably around the Twilight Zone era, I'm guessing. Yeah, I would say... Twilight Zone wins because it's more psychological. It'll worry you more. It's not just scary. There's, the, yeah, there's some crazy episodes that are cool. And I swear that the the whole, that baby doll episode is what was child's play was, owes everything to. Where uh, I'm going <laughs> to yeah. kill you. I'm talking Tina and I'm going to kill you. Yeah, that one. 
Yeah, when so, they went to straight up video, that's when it started to suck, though. What? When, when, it, went, when it went from film to video, you could tell the cheaper the day. raster rate change and everything on Twilight Zone. Yeah, yeah, the dark days, the dark days. <laughs> you know, the very dark. Jordan days. Peele's done a really good job with it, though. Who? Jordan Peele. He took it over. He does it now. Oh yeah, I haven't seen any of that either, but. I like Jordan Peele. I like his movies. I've seen his movies. Mm-hmm. They're very... He does a real good job. They're, he uses a lot of comedians we know in his stuff, too. I dig that. I like what I like. That's one of the things I like about it. I feel like it has that uh, Black Mirror vibe to it, probably. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's it's almost the same kind of show. It just doesn't have... Everything not, doesn't have to be dystopian like Black Mirror. Yeah. True. <laughs> Yeah, I remember M. Night Shyamalan was going to take a stab at doing Tales from the Crypt a couple of years back, and I was hesitant, very hesitant about that. But, Maybe give but, him one episode. Well, that would be the thing. Like, see, the, see. the only reason why I'm hesitant is because I feel like every episode would be one of the twist endings, and you'd probably wouldn't get yeah. as much like straight horror, you know what I mean? He tries really hard. Maybe let him and J.J. collaborate. Oh, my. That's trouble. Like him and JJ, like Abrams, like bounce it off each other. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. They, they, they you can get, you can get like Eli Roth or Rob Zombie. I'd like to see like a more mm-hmm. horror horror name in it too. Not so like I'm down for psychological horror, but I think they should have a great good mashup. Like Greg Nicotero with mm-hmm. his horror background doing The Ooh, Walking yeah. Dead was important. I don't. So. As you get on all these guests uh, from the power, have you had, ever had a, par- a dude or a dude add on your show that, you know, flip your opinion on a paranormal thing? Let's see. There, it definitely has. And I don't know if it flipped my opinion or more made you happy that I had that opinion, but uh, the Bigfoot thing. Yeah. I think I could, I think if I had to choose, you know, coins in the air and I flipped it, heads I believe, tails I don't, I would want it to land on the heads I believe. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, I met Randy Bauer out of Minnesota and just says he's either the biggest scammer in the world or he's telling the truth. And I just don't think he's scamming because some of the kind of the things I've talked to him about, I just I think he's real. I think I think there's probably I think there's probably a squatch out there. And I don't know how and what capacity, why we can't see it. Why we've never found it. But I don't Randy's not lying. I mean, I don't know if he's capable of it. Mm. That, when I talked to him, that was my first big, uh, right about the time me and you talked, that was like my first real big, like, damn, is this, is there something to it? Sasquatch. Yeah. yeah that's my favorite podcast subject, by the way. Yeah. Tell. But it's, it, 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 any true crime, anything, podcast is it. I mean, Sasquatch is his, my favorite subject. And he, he just, Sasquatch is such a lovable figure. That That's why he really mm-hmm. works, because he has the lore to him, which, you know, he can get Sasquatch is cute and cuddly, but, like, you don't want to stumble into him in the woods yeah. at night, you know. Let the, I mean? let the Wookiee win. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Sure. The, uh, the, the, I'll tell you now, the, the big thing for Sasquatch is, uh, is he, is he 100% flesh and blood, or, or is he, because I, because Randy, even from uh, Minnesota, he said, like, they're flesh and blood when they're here. But he claims he's seen them clip out, out of this dimension before into a portal, like turn into an orb and go back into a portal. 
I think Ray takes a dimensional, the dimensional uh, creature type vibe on this, don't you, Ray? That's what you think. I think that I think that's a very strong possibility. So check this out, Ray. Um, I don't know if you know who D.A. Roberts is. Uh, he writes books and everything, kind of sci-fi. He's he's a real cool guy. He's got a show, and I was talking to him and his crew. They were they were on last week, and I was on their show, kind of a home and away. You know what I'm saying? But uh. He th- he he's real Occam's razor about it. He we talk. About, I don't know if I don't know if you've explored it or not, but the cave systems in the country and the missing persons mm. and the and the uh, bones of all the giants found. All those maps lay over each other, so you can take all the caves, all the missing persons, all the giants, all the Bigfoot sightings are all the same area, and just basically Appalachians, Rockies, Pacific Northwest. You can picture it in your mind, but. He thinks that maybe Bigfoot goes underground, subterranean, like really extreme. Like you got subterranean crickets, you got subterranean fish yeah. with no eyes. You got subterranean salamanders with no eyes. Why can't there be a subterranean monkey? I mean, that's and he thinks right. the tree knocks. You know, you've heard of tree knocks, haven't you? How uh, when you walk into the Sasquatch woods, you hear it sounds like somebody beating sounds like somebody beating a baseball bat on the on the tree. Yeah, and that's what all the Squatch hunters do to try to piss them off. And usually, like, get attacked or something. He thinks that may not be tree knock by a Sasquatch. It could be echolocation. He, he, they, they just have real Occam's razor hypotheses about it. That's been one of my favorite non-paranormal part. Even though I want it to be paranormal, and I will till they prove it otherwise. But that's been the best Occam's razor Sasquatch theory I've heard. Yeah, the the, the big full ones always. I've always loved that one too. You know what I mean? Because it's not. Like if you think about it, it's not that far fetched that there would there could be something like that that you know not as many made it. Even though you do feel like if we if you ever squared off with if there was ever like a civilization of Sasquatch versus man, I do think they would they would have annihilated us. So somehow we had to have gotten an upper hand on them or sickness, some type of weird sickness. I got emotional. I could feel it. I think that's what actually killed off most of Sasquatch was sickness. I was touched right there at that moment. I don't know if you guys got, you got that. You got empathetic. Yeah. But um, yeah, something like that, it's like because hand-to-hand, I don't think we could ever compete. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, if they're uh, living underground and subterranean, that might explain some of the other crap people see, like dog man and other things that pop up, pop in and out seemingly out of nowhere. Yeah. Now, if, I liked it. We, we've we've on the show talked about how like um, I think when I was on your show we talked about like the Wolf Boys, uh, the people with the fur, yeah, on. yeah. From Mexico, yeah. So like it's a, but that it, it sounds it, it almost sounds crazy, but like I almost feel like it's something like that. Like it's more realistic than people may think. And definitely could be an element to it. And we've read things on this show. Uh, let me know if you have too. That it said the Bigfoot aren't, you know, some are big, but not all of them are big. Some of them are just kind of regular size, like mm-hmm. smaller than me. You know what I mean? Because I'm not regular size. But um, <laughs> so, like, who's to say? Like, and then you have the whole vibe with the witch honey stuff, where if you were, if there was to be someone that was different from society like that, they would shun them away, and uh, it would mm-hmm. just be kind of like a. You know, how long could you last out there? You, you and your kind last. That'd be the questionable thing. Is like they'd, they'd kind of have to go underground or something. They'd all they'd be and, hunted. And, you know, 
Yeah, and the uh, the crazy thing with him is every civilization across the world has the Bigfoot. Yeah. Some variation. And some of the some of the even the recent uh people like I talked to, Zeus Platt from Project Sasquatch out in the Rockies and uh a couple other guys. They they say they have different faces. Some have human faces, some have the uh stereotypical like baboon looking faces. Yeah. Some have the Neander some look like a Neanderthal, some like a monkey, basically. So and the way, variations. And the way they say people erase and rewrite history, well, you think the mm-hmm. reality is that there used to be, we used to get along with Bigfoot, the species of Bigfoot, and then one day things changed, there was a rising up, or they weren't quite t- treated appropriately or whatever, and there was a rise up, and now they, they were all killed, and they don't talk about it. For most yeah, a, lot, a lot has to do with the... Uh... The white people taking white over people? the native land. Yeah, like it the was white people, the worst people. I can say that. Yeah, I don't like white people. Um, honkies, I call them. Terrible. <laughs> but like, but like, um, have you ever heard the thing about Lois and Clark's? Some of the Lois and Clark meeting, uh, some of the the records in the Lois and Clark journey are still un- are still classified. Mm. It doesn't make any sense. They don't classify stuff from nine eleven after three years. Yeah. Like, what, what are they hiding? Like some people think, like they were bigger civilizations, bigger cities, kind of like making the manifest destiny kind of null and void. Yeah. And 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 on that same token, you know, TR made uh, the national parks. You got the Arkansas, the Arkansas Ozark National Park. Some people think that's where the how he, he experienced the howler. So that's there. And you got Yellowstone, of course. You got all you know the national parks. But why hasn't that been the one thing no president's ever tried to make like? That nobody's ever tried to wipe it out. They've never touched it. Now, there's never been a peep about selling off national parks. Hmm. It's got to be well, some something something kind of something kind of fishy there. That's a good point. And I mean, like like I said, like if you want want to go somewhere safe, there's probably none safer places than underground. It's just mm-hmm. you know, there's so much work that would have to go into like making it. I guess depending on how many people are down there, you know what I mean? It could be units of three to five that just shuffle around or, you know, mm-hmm. we try, if we're talking about like a true civilization of people, I find that hard to believe. Like true civilizations of people, I, I find that a little hard to believe. But like if we're, you had like a, you know, handful, 10, 15 of a certain type of thing shuffling around down there, you know, unfortunately. Like, like that old uh, time machine movie, The Morlocks. Yeah. Living underground. It would be a heavy inbreeding at that point, too, to keep that thing going, I'm sure. Maybe that's where the hair comes from, fur. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My goodness. There are, uh, old, there are old Native American legends where they tell about the time when it was difficult to live on Earth. And the people from below, some call them the snake people, others have called them the ant people, brought the Native Americans into the Earth to teach them how to live until the surface was livable again and then brought them back up to the surface. That kind of sounds like a metaphor for like dying though and like being reborn. It's a, it's a very heavily believed in the West, the Western yeah. tribe, more along the lines of fact than uh, legend. What I find yeah. kind of curious is over the last couple of years, science has released or admitted that they found if you go down into the mantle, they found gaps in the earth big enough that they picked up mountain ranges and water. 
water and land buried un- underneath. Perfect for living. Yeah. Don't get they me wrong. Cave in Thailand with its own ecosystem. I get tied up in those YouTube videos for hours mm. about cave people and like, you know, things in the caves. You know, I, I think I shared something with you, Ray, recently about like they're in the cave and you heard this crazy. It was like screaming, but like not. And then there was whispers. It was like the craziest thing. Bobby Dizzle, was I'll that send the that hold to you. Hill? Huh? Was that the the hold of hell? It might have been. I know that it, the dude was walking, walking like into into uh, you know just in a mountain, and it slowly started to come in soft, and then it started to kind of it was it was like echoing and got really loud. And at first, it started like somebody go like screaming almost for someone to get away or like in pain or something. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah it's not the same. It, it's. Well, it creeped me out because what happened, there was a, there was a sound that I was in a, me and my buddy snuck into an abandoned mental hospital, uh, when we were in high school and we went, walked through it and we like videotaped stuff. And, um, later when we watched the video, we seen and heard like crazy stuff that if we heard or seen while we were in there, we would have been gone with the wind. We'd have been out of there. And the one thing that I did remember happening that wasn't on camera was at the very end of it, we got to the area where we had to like jump in and jump out of. And I remember we were handing each, we were both looking at our hands because we were handing the camera over to, I was handing it to him because we were going to depart out of the place. And when we were both looking down, we heard that sound and we both looked over and there was like chunks of plaster falling from the ceiling coming towards us. And I looked at my buddy and his feet were going out the window. And then once I realized what was like my head, like in my head was like, he's out of here. I heard these three whispers behind my head that went, it was like, a, and it was like a, a man's voice, a woman's voice. And like a third, but I don't know what it was, but they were like intertwined to each other. And I've never heard that again in my life. And then I watched this video like two weeks ago. And this sound is in it and fucking blew my mind, dude. And I was like, wow. I said that the Ray, I think I said it to a couple other people. And I was just like, man, because my whole, and I'm, I get sucked into those store those like short stories or the YouTube videos of like people doing all the ghostly shit. And like, I've never, yeah, it's been probably 15 years of watching videos, I've never heard that sound until recently. And it was so creepy, you know what I mean? And it was the exact same sound you heard? Exact same sound. Wow. It's like if three things whispered over each other, horrifying, very scary stuff. And that yeah. that, that video, I got to figure out a way. Well, not figure out a way. I know how to do it, but I got to take the time and edit the video because we did take footage in there. And, like, there's a weird, like, we walk into a room and there's like a there's like filing cabinets in front of us, and the camera scans the room, and there's a fucking literal noose swinging like fifteen feet away from us in the doorway. I, like I said, I didn't see any of this while we were there. This is all after. If I seen that when I was there, I would have been gonzo. Because at that point, we were in a place where there was no windows. They were in the basement. There was no windows for wind to come through. It was just this noose swinging, like insanity. I would have been. I would have fucking jumped through the oh. floor. I wouldn't even have went through stairs if I seen that. I would have been horrified. So there was this, no wind or nothing. It was just moving by itself. 
no mm-hmm. wind. It was moving by itself. And I remember hearing a growl at the end that like we were, we were like walking down and I had the camera, I was scanning the wall and there was a hole in the wall that went into the basement and we passed over the wall. I heard this, that I didn't hear when I was there. It was in the mm-hmm. video. Um, and there was this other crazy part in the video where we're like, the camera's panning and in, in between, there's like an open door. It's cracked open and you can see in a, what, what looks like a fist holding a broomstick. And as the camera passes by it, when it comes back, it moves with the camera. When the mo- camera comes back, it's so fucking weird. But like these, these older mental hospitals, me and Ray talk about it all the time. It's like, the bad, like the bad energy that must be in these places because of like the confusion and the sadness of being crazy. Now you have like the abuse, all types of abuse of, of all kind. You got people that families are left them there. There's just so much horrible energy there. You know what I mean? That it's like, mm-hmm. it's scary. It's a scary, you know, I can't think of any, you brought up Auschwitz, but I mean, I can't, there's very few other places. Oh, yeah. Like the energy at Auschwitz must be bananas i can only imagine i imagine it must be a lot of residual stuff in places like that just from the negative energy like the shower like i assume where they did the gas they they, they had them go in and they thought they were taking showers if i remember correctly and they got them mm-hmm. like i assume those were torn down at least because that's just that's that might be too heavy for even people that don't believe in the paranormal supernatural stuff that's just too much Oh, I really have to come check it out one day. It wasn't so far away. It's it's yeah, it's like the ugly part of history. But like we were saying, you gotta you know you can't erase that stuff or like things like things mm. can happen again. Scary stuff. Scary quicker stuff. than you think. Mostly ghostly for sure. You know what I mean? <laughs> be terribly ghostly. So would be. <laughs> Have you thought about going back there, Matt? Have I? Yeah. We tried, we tried to go back like a month later and the cops stopped stopped us. It's like a, it's like a very known spot. Like supposedly there was some homeless folks that lived in there for a little bit. Uh, Kids used to go in there and party kind of like every supposed haunted place in the world. And, uh, yeah, the cops stopped us, and they were like, where are you going? And we're like, well, I'm just going, because you have to park almost at the end of the street and walk up a street and then kind of duck in. You can't park in there. They'll see your car. Uh, there was, like, a liquor store down the ways a little bit. So they caught it. They were like, where are you going? We said it was taking a walk, and they said, if we catch you in there, we're going to arrest you. And then they drove off, and we didn't go in that second <laughs> time. That was it. Yeah, we were like, all right. Um I would like to go back into it. I know that ha- like a big chunk of it burnt down, which that's kind of a, I always think of how scary there is like the, the vibe I got in that place and, and watching that video, there's definitely bad stuff in there. And like, I get this whenever I think of, you know, the idea of them knocking it down and building like a house or something over it. That actually Man. like bothers that 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 area actually bothers me to think about that because like it could happen one day and like there's some serious energy there that doesn't go away just because you pull down the wood you know what I mean so like it'd be kind of horrifying I feel bad I mean that's a horror movie waiting to happen right there but I kind of it, really, it really is 
because there was some serious, like, I can't, I can't, you know, my goodness, best night's sleep I ever had when I got out of there. I remember the most scared I've ever been in my life outside of health issues was probably when I was half in and half out of that window. I I just got this vibe. I was going to get pulled back in and like my buddy was <laughs> woo, gone. He wasn't helping me at all. He was home. He was home sleeping when I was hanging in that window. You know what I mean? And uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? It was just like scary, scary stuff. But because I was thinking, it would be if now, like if you could get permission to go yeah. in in like a mostly ghostly thing, that would be a really cool place. I would love to. I think it's. I think it's too dangerous. I think it's one of those deals. Like I remember, the third floor roof was missing. Was missing. Uh, they were missing some of the roof. So the like at one point, it's there was snow inside. It was such no. a weird. Yeah. So I don't know. And then there was a fire. I think there was. I think the fire happened before we went. I think. I think we've seen some of that, but like. It's a weird spot. That's one of those deals where supposedly um, they just kind of got a call one day not to go to work anymore. And like there, we had, <clears throat> we had like a urban legend about that place that people always say that I don't know if it's true, but supposedly people went in there. Supposedly a kid went in there, like a teenager went in there. This is the urban legend, uh, and uh, took found a brain. And like took it home and brought it to school. That was the urban local urban legend. Um, people, yeah, people have said that they've seen brains in there, which I I wouldn't doubt it because I mean, I'm sure somebody was. Everybody probably thought they were you know the good doctor at the time mm-hmm. trying to figure out why people are crazy or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, it, it, it's a. Uh, but I would love to go back in there for sure. Imagine just having a brain. I seen a, I seen a, a, a bathtub. It was like another mental hospital, not around here, but like on one of those paranormal pages. So it could have been fake, mm-hmm. but it, it was like a bathtub filled with like brains and like formaldehyde. Yeah, I've seen that one before, and it could be real. I mean, I'm I wouldn't definitely say that that was fake right off the bat, just from some of the things I remember. I think it. I think it is. When we, because to to go with what was to the, the the claim of the urban legend was that they got the call and that everything was left exactly the way it was, and they closed down shop, <clears throat> meaning anything that was there. And I remember, like in the Reagan era, there was supposedly some deal where we closed down a bunch of hospitals, and a lot of the crazy people went into the streets, and that was like the first big brush of like almost like. Um, like crazy homeless people. Yes. Yep. You know what I mean? Which is very sad. Like that's an injustice right there for sure. Um, that happened in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. That Bryce, they cut all the crazies out of Bryce. They don't even give him a hobby. They just send him in nope. the street. <laughs> yep. I was just talking about that place last night. They put, they, they put, they duct tape mittens to their hands, mm-hmm. pick them out into the street. What a world. What a world. And that was right in the middle of the University of Alabama campus. Still yeah. is. Just cut them loose. The teachers the teachers I had down there would talk about how there would just be crazy people talking to themselves. Middle of the street. 
They say there's a thin line between crazy and genius. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got yeah. do, do, do you folks on the lower part of the screen remember when Reagan let everybody go? It was him, right? Supposedly he cut all the funding or something. But I heard. It was about that time. I don't know. Yeah. I've never heard Reagan do anything wrong. So I'll have to take your word for it. Oh. My favorite <laughs> actor of all time. The Gipper. That's for shizzle. That's for shizzle. But big, yeah, big, we can go on for Bigfoot for days. It's interesting. If, if it's the, amazing. If, huh? It's, I'm saying it's, it'll, it'll, it'll enthrall you because it goes every direction. If that was the one thing somebody said, look, I'm going to let you know one secret to life, to this world and everything in it. Let me, and they said, would, would that be it? Bigfoot? Would Bigfoot be what you'd want to know? It'd be up there. Um, it wouldn't be aliens or ghosts because I'm pretty sure those are real. Statistically, aliens are real. Yeah. And, uh, pretty sure everybody I've talked to, ghosts are a foregone conclusion in some sense of the world, some sense of the word. So yeah, it'd probably be in that. It'd probably have to be Bigfoot, something like that. You could see if to ask if there was a God or something, but. Well, I was going to say, yeah, God's probably up there too. That's probably a big one. God of the afterlife. Like what happens when you die? Yeah. Is there a God? And then Bigfoot. I'm so selfish. I would just ask for myself. Where's Jimmy? Where's Jimmy Hoffa? Where's Jimmy Hoffa? Barry? <laughs> who killed? Ken- who killed Kennedy? A lot of people. That's a that's a big one. That is. I don't think one. that one's as complicated as we think it is. To be honest. No. <laughs> they want you to think it is. <laughs> I yeah, think but- we'd be very disappointed if we knew the truth of the Kennedy thing. Like that was it. Boo. It's <laughs> all money. Money and power. Mm-hmm. Power and money. You know what I mean? Yep. Anyway, Bigfoot, we got. So if you if you, you get down with Bigfoot, I'm trying to think of other mythical. I mean, you got, of course, you got your chupacabras. And, you got I mean, the Aromas. Yeah, if you get down, it's their own. All those entities are all. I, I vibe with like dim- the dimensional thing from different places type deal. Mm-hmm. If you believe in one, you kind of kind of got to believe in them all, realistically. And I'm not yeah, saying that. Uh, Puckwudgies. Puckwudgies. Yeah. That's big around here. Puckwudgies is one of our known uh, lores. Mm-hmm. Puckwudgie, I get down with. They're small. They're very creepy because they're small, but they're tricksters. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Big, big in Mexico, too. Yeah. Back around 2004, on the far side of uh, where I live, the town I live, on the far side, that's the last time we had a Bigfoot sighting. Really? Yeah. In this, in this section of Mass, it was, yeah, I think it was around 2004. I was shocked at how much there was in Mass in New York, as far as Bigfoot woods. goes. We got a lot of woods. Yeah. You got you got the mountains, and then you got the uh, the Hakamak Swamp. That's true. A lot of woods. I don't know how they triangle. I don't know how they couldn't find them. What if they were? What if they could breathe underwater? You never know. That's actually like a pretty that that that's a good question actually because I mean, it's possible they could, and they just go down. They could get in the muck. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And most are near water too. 
most of the big sightings are on your water. You know, they could evolve into holding their breath for a while, seeing underwater. These are all things I could imagine from them. It's all possible because there's no evidence for any of it. That's true. That's how we like have, it. Have a good time. You kids go to town. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Do you, do you guys uh, think as far as the, the Bigfoot go, <clears throat> do you feel that they're something that have been around for like thousands of years that were created here? Or do you think they could be um, more on an alien side? I got to go terrestrial. Maybe have some kind of wild. Uh, I could go both ways, honestly. But I would say from the fact that it's uh, Native American, a lot of Native American lore, probably uh, probably terrestrial. Maybe with maybe with a hint of a fallen angel, a little bit of Nephilim sprinkled in. You know, oh. you know? there's something to the Nephilim thing. They really they really wanted us to know about that. I don't know why. Yeah, but you know, something's up with that. I mean, it could be. Ne- the the way they made Nephilim could just be just some kind of evolutionary uh, instance where maybe the other side mixed with stuff here. So it could have just been, it's like everything gets a weird version, like Pokemon. <laughs> well, Neph- Nephilim wasn't known to be true hairy, you know what I mean? But yeah, I mean, but going you back, never know. you get the big beard, you know, if you're exiled, you beard out, you know. You know. Yeah, I mean, it could be. But the fact that, that Alaska's got them, South America's got them, the Himalayas got them, uh, Australia's got them. You just call them something different. Yeah. Well, I never knew they were in Australia. Mm-hmm. They got them everywhere. There's a version somewhere, everywhere, even in Hawaii, all 50 states. Wow. I was just uh, watch- I was watching a show today. Uh, they were trying to track one in uh, Cambodia. Mm-hmm. They had those Gigantopithecus back in the day. I mean, it could all be just some kind of parabolia, ancient fear related to that that's stuck in our brain some way. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know where they would hide. The invisibility? You know, I don't know where they would hide. You know. Well, there's the uh, the mandola of their hair. Yeah. It's like a polar bear. The, the, it's, I'm saying this like it's true, like it's scientific fact, but the... Uh, <laughs> I've talked to, man, I need like some kind of real world therapy because I'm just like going off in this like it's all science. But anyway, like, you know how polar bear's hair is not, not white and polar bear are black. Polar bear is actually a black bear, but their hair is clear. So it reflects the, reflects the, uh, ice. So what if, uh, the reason they can't get a good photograph of Bigfoot is because when you point your camera at them, it's automatically diffusing light. It would be a survival thing, not just against us, mm-hmm. but like other animals and stuff too. Yeah, it had to have. It'd be infrared like it had to have evolved, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I wonder where it came from. I don't because I I feel like they would have fin- they would have got us. Like if we ever had to have went species to species with the with Bigfoot mm-hmm. and Sasquatch, we wouldn't have won that unless Nephilim fought it for us. Mm-hmm. Well, literally everybody that has like the. The old, the, the granny or anybody that lives on the farm that the family took care of the Bigfoot for generation, everybody has the, uh, the electronics mess up around them. Kind of like ghosts will drain a battery. Bigfoot screw up cameras. They just do. They mess up game cameras. They mess up, they mess up anything. They're like a little EMT. Yeah. That's well, what they do. But so it's, that's part of the thing about the, the no footage, I think. 
it was something supernatural in the energy. You know what I mean? Like when we were mm-hmm. in that mental hospital, we had like cell phone died, had a full battery and it died mm-hmm. and get no service type deal. Uh, I definitely get down with that. Yeah, with, with Audra's question, it's very tricky. I don't know what else, because a piece of me, a piece of me would almost think that it could be like an exiled person with some almost birth defect with the fur, like the, like the werewolf brothers, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, if but you were just in one place, maybe, but these things. Yeah, are, that's the thing. Like, like, how would they survive all this time? Just, you know, like that. But, you know, I, I do think there's got to be an element of supernatural to it. There's got to be, you know what I mean? Like I hope shapeshifter, so. like almost like shapeshifter stuff. You know, what's the possibility that whatever it is takes the form of a Bigfoot because they assume that they see the other animals in the woods that it might actually be believable that that would be in the woods. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think about something like that? Where like the actual, what it actually is, you could never wrap your head around it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Oh, fuck it. I had the hypothesis that it was a biological suit that mm-hmm. aliens came down here and used kind of like their astronaut suit here. Kind of like it was their, uh, their uniform for being in the woods on Earth is that that's what that's like that's, most durable. That's actually a fucking great. That's pretty good actually because yeah, that is that's cool. <laughs> I never thought of that. Yeah. That is really cool. That that's an OG idea from my head. I came up with that. I like that. I even wanted to write a book about it. Like have have like the, like a Dean like a Dean Coots novel starts off with an alien running from something, but it turns out it's a uh, it's actually a Sasquatch. You hear the dogs coming. Oh, oh, oh. You know, you get in it, gets in the ship and takes it off. It's like, damn, it's hot down there. <laughs> well, it would be a hot outfit. This thing stinks. It's kind of crazy because if you were to look in the woods, you see a bear, you know what I mean? Something like that. And you mm-hmm. were trying to design something that would be, would almost fit in nonchalantly in the woods. What are they not going to question? But it can't be this because the people that is, the thing that is this will be able to recognize what it is. And uh, I don't know. It's, it's very interesting stuff. Because it is almost like a cross between, like, a bear and a gorilla. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. You know, so, yeah, so if they were kind of looking around and trying to put something together, it it actually really would make sense. Evolutionary, it definitely took a weird path, if it is biological, I mean, in any sorts. And you were talking about missing people as well. Like, uh, you know, the area, it's all the missing people, the Nephilim bone, big giant bones were all found around this part. You know, I think they're eating the people. Oh, oh, the, oh. uh, no. Well, you know, missing 411. Yeah. The people from there are all overlaid with Bigfoot sightings. Because you could do, you know, the, 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 the alien, and the Bigfoot crossover is interesting too because it could hypnotize. Mm-hmm. It could hypnotize you. A Bigfoot almost could almost have that vibe too, where you could very. It's an interesting thing. Yeah, go on for days about this for sure. I talked to a bunch of guys, including Randy in Minnesota, who would be walking on his own land, think he was in one spot, and then go in a big circle, end up right back where he started, just from the the Bigfoot mind fuckery, as you say. Yeah. It's just, they, they can do it too. They can mess with your mind, give you a headache, make you sick, just like Skinwalker. I've got something for you. Yeah. If you take Bigfoot, you take Sasquatch, suppose you're in the evolution 
they evolved past humans. <laughs> so they for they may look to us primitive, but they have a fully functional body. They develop the ability, psychic ability. They can use portals. So basically, they're visiting us. We never can photograph them. Mm -hmm. We can never see them. They can affect us because they're already one, two, three, four, five steps ahead of us evolution-wise. They're up there. And mean, meanwhile, like people are going around crazy. Everything about, oh, I saw Bigfoot and this and that. They run around crazy. And they just kind of step through their home dimension and go, those humans haven't learned yet. Mm -mm -mm, they're still children. Oh, yeah. You know, our, our brother in arms, Wild Trees, said that uh, possibly the, the technology used to clip in and out and that kind of uh, psychic and stuff is maybe it'd be it's technology given by a higher species and Bigfoot earned their right to have it. Maybe they didn't always have it. Mm. That's why humans don't. Like they're actually using like a technology given to them 10,000 years ago or something, you know. Yeah. I I definitely I got down with that. That's yeah, a wild tree's original. Wild tree. <laughs> yep, Bigfoot's worthy of it. We're not. It makes sense because you see him try you, you see him moving through the woods, you know, there's never really you get him angry every now and then. There's that interaction. Mm -hmm. But that kind of takes away from it too, because you would if it was an alien deal, you, you would almost feel like you know, the situations where they, he'll throw the rocks at the cabin, like that famous yep. story, uh, you know, the stories and such. And it's like if it was, if it was, if it had the ability to just kind of, boof, you know, destroy the people or whatever, then it probably would at that time. Unless it was just trying to scare him, I guess. But you'd think it'd want to be not scaring people because living, it's lived in secrecy so long and kind of not want to feed the theory so to speak mm -hmm. it's always, always weird how they, they just don't attack yeah. maybe they do rocks, we just don't hear the cases where they do rocks thrown at a cabin out in the woods that's yeah nothing but a big, that, that's a Bigfoot teenager pranking humans that's all they're doing <laughs> and there's a bag like roll in the yard yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, let's, you... let's, let's freak them up let's freak them out yeah <laughs> That's like saying the crash UFOs are the drinking and driving aliens. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I've heard heard stories of Bigfoots going into a house that was locked and leaving the door locked, somehow getting in and leaving ice cream sandwiches on the table. Stick still in it. Definitely drinking. Yep. Yeah. See, that's what makes it such a mysterious and marvelous creature is that it can do all these otherworldly things, but it still kind of has a foot in reality as far as its mass. Unless we're going into, like, it being an outfit, either being a suit or being, yeah. you know, it being something that it thinks would fit in with the woods isn't that far-fetched of an idea as well, like we're saying. Yeah, either, either idea is good as the next at this point. We're never going to know. Never. I don't think we can. Never. That's one thing we'll never know. Because, and even if it came forward, there'd be so many naysaying. Even if the truth was right there, I don't think people would accept it. It's going to take technology and frequency technology to increase 100 years before we could even maybe 
get close to it, unless the government already does, and that's a possibility as well. Def- that's definitely a real a real thing there. There was a handful of them, and the government got them and mm-hmm. tried to make in the make them into super killers. And yep, I say they found the bodies at Mount St. Helen. Yeah, that's a big one. They found six or eight bodies up there, maybe less or more. I don't know. Sasquatch bodies. Mm-hmm. After the eruption, how big? Now this standard Sasquatch, six eight feet. They found a few. There people reports of them had them under uh, under tarps, and they put them in a truck and hauled them off. Wow. Where do you think mm-hmm. they are now? You think they dispose of them or they Smithsonian keep them? in the basement? You think all the giant skeletons? Yeah, it's Illuminati stuff, collecting stuff. Or they ate them for their power. Drink they their ate blood. them for their power. Yeah, drink their blood. You guys remember a couple of years ago, somebody opened up an ancient coffin and like drank the person's brain and like got super sick. Does anybody remember this pre-COVID? <laughs> this was a real thing. They thought it was going to give them power or something. I do. Oh yeah, I remember exactly what you're talking about. That's horrifying. <laughs> That's not how that works. Oh all. man, That's, That's just nasty. How you die? I don't remember if they died or not, but they should have. Some bad acid reflux off some of that, dude. Woo! in the world? Poison control. I ate some bad brain. Well, what do I do? It's call the police for some bad brains. I can only imagine <laughs> the taste. I could. I can't. I can't do like it. My copper. brain won't take me there. I feel like it's a copper, like a sour copper water taste. Like rusty. My brain, my brain won't take me there. <laughs> it won't do it. That brain don't allow me to cross that barrier. I mean, <laughs> I you know, I'm it. drinking a kombucha right now, and that's just kind of falling right into. <laughs> yeah, that's that. Yeah, <laughs> got that skin on it. <laughs> got that kombucha skin. Kombucha. Yep. <laughs> kombucha. Now, I know you're a big fan of the comedy as well. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're we're gonna get a little comedy, little comedy haunts in there. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, from like the comedy store. A comedy store. We'll, we'll, we got a few of these to dip into real quick. Yeah, the world famous comedy store, California, run by Mitzi Shore. Originally, rest in peace. Uh, I'm sure she's there now. I, I can only imagine her being there now. It makes sense. You know, Rogan uh, named his a green room after. Oh, good, his good. Bar, or his, his green room or his bar is called like the Misty's Hangout or something. Yeah, she liked him. Mitzi. Yeah, Mitzi. I always, she's kind of one of those, you know, hard as nails female, you know, very ahead of her time. Very, she's, there should be a statue of her somewhere. Give it uh, time. Mother of the great Polly Shore. Weasel. The Weasel. You know what I mean? But uh, the the very famous comedy store out there for people that ain't hip with it. And uh, it's got some reputation for some haunts within it. So I figured we'd tap into a couple uh, since we have a comedy fan with us. You know what I mean? Do you know of a – don't let me spoil it, but is Sam Tripoli's one of them you're talking about? What, his, his haunt? His yeah. haunt's in there, I believe, yeah. Okay, I said, don't let me ruin it for you and just jump all over it because I'll do shit like that. If I just ruin the whole, just ruin the whole thing for everybody. If we don't address, you can pop that one in 
I'm trying oh, to yeah. think. His was in a, I remember he was, it was a dark room with him. And, mm. uh, he, yeah. And then Kennison has one too. I think somebody thought they'd seen Kennison there. But, uh, first up, we have the entity of Steve Zabitkin, the comedian uh, who suicided. Uh, it's probably one of the spirits who enjoys watching the new comedians perform on stage. I don't know if if, you, if you're a comedian who suicided, you're probably doing it because you didn't find success. So I don't know if you're going to want to watch comedians on stage uh, living their dream. That could that sounds like hell to me, like a punishment type deal. I don't know, man. The comedians, some of the funniest ones, take it open their own lid. Yeah, but man, there's been a bunch of them. Though I do, they do that because. Success didn't, you know, the, like the people on the stage. I feel like it would bother them to watch the, the new, some new people go up that aren't funny that might catch deals that they didn't catch. So, <laughs> R.I.P. Robin Williams, Robin Williams type deal. But yeah. Robin Williams was like best case. He he made legendary. Robin Williams would yeah. be around forever. You know what I mean? Um, we got. The quiet hours here. Besides the entity of Steve, there are at least five spirits that hang around the building, all originating from the 1930s through the 1950s, probably a result of mob activities. I know they've talked about the mob folks oh, yeah. that have been killed up in there uh, many a times. You know Didn't I mean? the comedy store used to be something else? Now that you brought that up and it was they, a thing. I remember the story of it being like a... Um, like an abortion clinic or something like that. Yeah, it was something weird. Like that, you may be right on the nose. I think it was, and that's why the belly, they said the belly room was called the belly room because supposedly that's where the abortions happened. Okay. That's what they say. The belly room. Yeah. Uh, we got, while locking up, you know, Bob, Blake Clark saw a chair on the stage slide 20 feet effortlessly by itself. Now, there's a lot of drugs and alcohol going through the comedy store as well. A smidge, a smidge. We just want to comment on that. You know what I mean? And I almost feel like somebody that might want to be liked in the comedy scene or have something interesting to talk about. You know, they could do a little fibby story. Maybe do a little fibby story if it sounded good. You know what I mean? A little, little snow in the middle of Junage? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, there was numerous... Numerous folks that were both Mickey Mickey Cohen's fellas. There was a female spirit also there. Uh, a bunch of victims of the mob that the mob supposedly tortured in there. So mm -hmm. my guess is that's probably what it went down with before the, before uh, it was a laugh, room of laughter and happiness. You know what I mean? One of the female entities, a woman's voice has been heard in the show's room, rooms, and her, her moans and cries are heard in the basement area as well. She, she seems to enjoy her memories in the showrooms, perhaps watching the new living talent on stage as well, uh, but also relives her pain, distress, and dying moments because of her abortion. So, yeah, I, I, was, I was about to say, you know... It's, uh, I thought she was a comedian, another comedian that took the long way home and then comes back to watch. I don't think people, I think by the point of you being a comedian, you taking, you, you doing the suicide, because I think at that point you no longer love comedy. I think you feel like comedy has failed you. You probably feel like you failed yourself and, uh, 
I don't feel like they'd want to come back and watch other comedians do their thing. Oh yeah, that's my take. Yeah, Bert, but, yeah. who was the last one that did it? The uh, the big name. I can't think oh, of his um, name now. About uh, two years. Brody. Brody. Yeah. Stevens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was a funny dude. He was um, the Brody thing is weird. Where like I feel like he, uh, I think he made some professional like business decisions that he re- later regretted. Um, I remember the, one of the last things I heard of him is he was uh, he shot some of I think Tony Hinchcliffe's set, and they got into an argument, and it was all on like a social media live thing. And like he really let him, ha- he really let him have it. And like I think the dude like not too long after that perished. I remember that was one Tony. Of the- <laughs> people, yeah, people were giving Tony a hard time. I mean, the dark that game of dark comedy is like brutal. It can be super brutal, man. You, you're expected to like rip your friend's throat out for laughs of the crowd. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's, it really yeah, kill Tony gets- is insane, man. Yeah, <laughs> shit. Yeah, Kill Tony's a serious deal. Yeah, the Kill Tony deal, there was a, speaking of suicide, one of the big people on that, I know he had like health health issues, I think he had MS or something like that. There was like a comedian that did the assisted suicide thing. Yeah, which is kind of. Yeah, there was a dude who was regularly on the show on Kill Tony, and he was struggling with something for a long time. He kind of came on the show and got big off of that, and I guess he was like, he brought it up one day talking about it, and it wasn't a bit, I guess, and it's something he wanted Ooh. to do. But Michael Lehrer. Yeah, there it is. Oh, that guy. Oh, no. Yeah, I thought it was very weird, and it was assisted, too. It was like he went and he went to the place. I don't even know what. I know that I've seen, like, the weird. Have you guys seen the, I think Sweden had them. They were like death capsules they were like coffins but they were it's like snow white like the snow white in the seven dwarfs glass case that she chills in before the kiss type deal um <laughs> it's like it was like that but yeah you, there you go there you, you lay in it it closes in with you and i think it takes your oxygen out or like gives you some like a like a i don't know like a breathing in lethal injection type deal and you die. I bet, it's, I, bet it, I bet it really gets you uh, drunk before it oh, kicks you off, so. though. I would hope so. I would hope that a machine like that it would send you all rip-roaring where you didn't know what. I would, I would hope so. You don't care about anything. It's kind of a weird thing because uh, like 15, 20 years ago, Kevorkian, they put him in jail for it, right? Yeah. And it's finally, it's almost like coming around to a place where they go, oh, I guess it is more humane than certain things. And it's very weird. I mean, it, it's, it'll start, of course, with like health things and like, yeah, definitely, you know, if the person wants that, let them do it. It'll eventually get into, it'll, a scary thing is one day it'll probably get to a point where you don't have to have health issues. You can, you just, you just. You know, you've done. You, you've, you've, mm-hmm. you, you know, exhausted your uh, excitement for the world, and you know what I mean. Which that's going to be a very dark time. That's like very dark because once people can just go, I don't. All right, dude. You know, maybe I don't want to be here. Boom. Because I think a lot of people, I think there's a lot of regret in that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Did you ever know. see the movie with uh, Marshall Erickson and Robert Redford? 
No. About, uh, uh, you know, Marshall Erickson from How I Met Your Mother. I can't think of his damn name. But, yeah, uh, Blake. He, <laughs> yeah, I can't think of his name. He was, uh, Robert Redford was a scientist that discovered the afterlife. Hmm. And it created a, uh, epidemic of suicides. Like one out of every two, like half the population killed themselves that day. Shit. So, it, yeah, it was a huge thing. What happened? He, he, he did, what did he do? He invented a way to view the afterlife. To view the afterlife. Yeah, and to talk to the afterlife. Oh, so they probably were like... To prove it was real, basically. They proved the afterlife was real. And so everybody started killing themselves, like, in droves. It's a pretty wild movie. I can't think... Hang on, I'll look it up. Well, my friend, my friend, my friend Ray Boone over here, on this very show, has said the most darkest thing that I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) And that is saying that... So it's like I I was raised thinking if you like a committed suicide thing, you know, it's not really a good vibe. But Ray was telling me that he was talking with somebody who had the vibe like a peaceful thing. And I'm not wishing bad on anybody. I would love for them to all have peace, but I just don't think that's the case. I think you're kind of stuck in that torment of you were in like when it all ended type deal or whatever. But, like, I remember Ray laid that out one day, and he said that there was a dude that, because he, he, he's a medium, and he was reading for a family, and they, um, he was talking to a son who did it, and, and the son was like, I want him to know I'm, like, f- I'm fine, and, like, I'm sorry that I did what I did, but I'm, like, fine now, and that, nothing's ever blew my mind on this show more than that, Ray, and you know that. <laughs> I, was like, what? <laughs> I was like, what? Um, Wait, so he was talking to a medium that, that talked to the uh Ray that is, done that? Ray's a medium. Our pal down oh. here, Ray, is a medium. Oh. And he's legit. I've seen him do some things that have blown my mind. We have two. But he said it, the, the person told him it was fine out there? That's what that's what he said. Hmm. Yeah, he said that uh, his message to his family was that he's okay. He's sorry about hurting them for what he did. And that he loved him, and not to worry that he was that he was okay, and he had committed suicide. Yeah, that's it's a thing. Checks out. <laughs> it's a thing. I'm trying. No. I'm, try, I'm, okay. I'm okay with it. I don't want. I don't want somebody that went through all that and did that to be punished for it. Well, I, I don't think they should be punished for sure. I no. I want the happiness again. I want. I I prefer the peace. Just and I, it's just kind. Of, I think it's my, I think it's because the way I, my upbringing was so embedded in me. You know, certain things were so hammered home, like with with the religious thing that I just, I, I almost, I could have wrapped my head around that at first. I was just like, oh, I don't know that I want people just doing it as the way as like like taking ibuprofen, like well, that's sad, a little bit. Bro, that's where it'll probably go. You know, if somebody yeah. think about all these high school kids, like horrifying but when you get out of high school like you hardly ever see any of those people again you know what i mean unless you like want to like you can get away from that world very easily that's the sad unless you're from a small town in alabama then you see them all every day no matter what you can still move you can still move or bring all of them still semi-automatic weapons (laughs) but um it's it's very whenever i hear about teen suicide it's horrible to begin with but i always feel even worse for him because like if fucking if you only knew that it'd be over when high school's over it's like it's yeah, almost a whole new world 
Unless you're in Alabama. Yeah, let me see him for like the like the next ten years every day, like nothing happened. Yeah, <laughs> so everybody knocks somebody up and they have to go get a job. <laughs> Y'all can't be dreamers. That's what I say. <laughs> People say I'm a dreamer. You know, I'm gonna become a welder after I knock up some old girl. You know, yeah. my, that's what we do here. <laughs> it, it'd, be, it'd be a crazy thing. I, you know, imagine a world where that was okay because it would be, they would be, they'd be dropping off. It's kind of a weird thing. Um, I don't know, man. It's dark. It goes, it all goes to the whole, the God thing. If you believe in God and then you start from there and you go from there type deal with it. And it's very ungodly for sure. Like when people want to talk about there being no God in this world and, you know, going to hell in a handbasket type deal. I definitely vibe with, if that being the case, one of those movements would be like allowing people to just be like, all right, I'm having a bad year. Fuck it. I'm gone. You know what I mean? I mean, depends on kind of where you are on the karma thing. I think karma is kind of a universal currency. Yeah. So it could be a lot of a, yeah, whatever you're running from here, if you, if you open your own lid, you're still gonna have to pay for it some way in the in the on the other side slash maybe reincarnation. You're still gonna pay for it some way. Yeah. So maybe the guy you talked to did it and didn't got paid for it because of the suffering in this life and you never know. I mean it's I think karma and suffering are kind of a currency. However I, however that works, I don't pretend to know. I agree. Just with in my that. own experience. No, I agree with that. I've said on them before, I think like uh hell could almost be like uh if you're if you were like how you you lived your life kind of shitty and were bad to people that like when you're dead the time you you really you're tormented by the fact that you really wasted you know the time that you had here when you could have uh when you could have been a good folk you could have been a good lad you know what i mean i just hope it's not eternal cuz i think people deserve a second chance you didn't know you get put in this put in this world you're like what the hell so i didn't know I think it's kind of like a big video game with chips and points and scores and loosely put. Yeah, I hear you. I am a Christian, but I just think there's more to it. I agree with that 110. There's one culture on the other side of the uh, well, the other side of the world from where we are, and if you're looking in some Eastern cultures, what they believe is if you're nasty and you're bad, you cause a lot of suffering in your family. When you die, you are forced from the spirit world to watch your family, all the everything you did, all the hardship it caused. And your lesson is that you have to hang around and watch what went wrong because of your actions. All of the people that suffered, all of the things that went wrong. And yeah. when you, you've done that at a certain point, it's kind of like, okay, now, we reincarnate, you go back and fix it. But first you gotta watch from the other side. You can't do anything to get rid of all that pain you cause to people. You're stuck watching it. That'd be pretty rough. That'd be the definition of hell for sure. Yeah. yeah. Kinda like Scrooge. It is like Scrooge. It's uh Yeah, because I do I uh, yeah. It's like it's almost like unsatisfactory to think that like people could just go around being terrible people. And then in the end, everything 
you're you're you'd be like equivalent to them if you were a good person. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, there's hell to pay, as they say. It all equals out. You can tell reap reap what you sow applies in every situation, no matter what it is. I yeah, it, it's you can't escape yourself type vibe. So like you know, everybody nope. knows what they've done. You know what I mean? You're just gonna try and exit with as clean as sheets as possible, man. Bada boom. Put your sheets on your bed, don't wear them. You know what I mean? <laughs> wait, wait. Is that an Alabama joke? That was an yeah. Alabama joke. <laughs> but we're all friends here, so we can do that. It's all good. Oh, of course. If you can't make a joke like that around me, you can't make it around anybody. That's, I've got a joke. Okay, yeah. here we go. I'm gonna. I wanted to be a. I've. I've like. I obviously like comedy, so I've written a couple of jokes. I've got like one, and I wanted to call it like my first special called the Southern Catholic because I'm Catholic in the South. Like I was raised Southern Catholic. You know, I asked the. I'll ask the audience. Everybody is anybody religious here? You know, we got Baptists, Presbyterians, and yada yada yada. So I'm, I'm Southern Catholic, which means instead of crosses in your yard, I'll burn crucifixes. It's kind of like it's like my opening joke. Yeah. It's kind, of, it's kind of kind of dumb and offensive, which makes it funny. Yeah, yeah. I, like thought, I thought it was like funny. It, it, it's kind of inside baseball, but when you get it, you're like, ah, this some bitch. <laughs> this some bitch. This some bitch. It's a clan joke. Yeah. Well, just canceled. Cancellation happens to everybody. That's all I'm saying. You know, you're doing something right. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Well. We're we're pushing that almost two hour spot, I think. I feel with maybe hour and a half, hour forty five. Yeah, we got a kind of a late start in the green room. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's good. We're we're doing we're putting in our diligence trying to figure Been out a good one. the truth. You know what I mean? All right, I got one more thing. Yeah, do it. Going back to the start where we're talking about Sasquatch, and I will let everybody who wants to. I will let them know when it is finished. There used to be uh, railroad tracks that ran through the town I live in. They're haunted tracks. You can still hear the train coming through once in a while, even though the tracks are not there anymore. There are lots of deaths on the tracks, including children. I used to live right up near them. And what they're doing, and they run around the edge of the town, including the area where Sasquatch has been seen. What the geniuses around here decided to do, since these tracks would go through three towns, is where the tracks used to be, is they're going to make a walking path. Where the haunted tracks are, through the territory where Sasquatch has been seen. When they finally have that walking path set, I will let mostly ghostly know in case anybody wants to come out and hike at night <laughs> where the haunted tracks are in the Sasquatch territory. I'm going to say that sounds eat up with, with hauntedness. No Sasquatch it's, it's, at night. It's, it's fun. Well, actually, uh, I think it was two days ago, uh, heard the train come through again. Oh, it's no a tra- crazy residual. Uh, yeah, there were, there were a lot of deaths up there that, uh, we got a ghost track, uh, train in town, uh, shows up on social media once in a while. Hey, did you hear the train again? Yeah. Where there's no tracks anymore where they're building a walking path. <laughs> I 
got a, I, that's wild. I got one for you. We over by me. We just had, I think, the third kid got hit on the tracks in the last like two years, and like it's very busy for all that weird stuff. And it's like, do you think that in a situation like that, like someone got hit in a car recently, some teenager, which I, in the in the two TV and movies when a car pulls up on the tracks and it dies. That's strictly TV and movies, or is that like, is there a third rail situation that it kills like the battery? Like, what's the reality? Does anybody know what that is? Maybe it can get stuck. I get hung on it or something, but I I think I think everybody that does that, I almost feel like it's a suicide thing. You know, rest in peace. I know that. When I go visit family out in Ohio, and we're out in part of the uh, country going from place to place, when you get to where the railroad tracks are, slow down. That is one big hump you can get hung up on. Yeah, I guess so. I guess you're probably right. Yeah, you know, if you don't accelerate enough, and you kind of get if you're not if you don't have your foot on the gas, perhaps maybe it uh, bottoms out or something. But what do you think? I've gotten stuck on tracks before. Yeah, it's happened before to me. I used to pl- I used to play on those very same tracks back when there was a train. I used to hop the train. Yeah. Well, that's probably what they were doing. It didn't work out for them. <laughs> that deal. It's a, a um, but yeah. I, I was I was curious. I know that that area has got a lot of bad vibes around it. So I almost wonder if like at some point there was like it was like a sacrificial spot. So you know they used to do sacrifices there or something and. There's still a bloodlust or something. Because, like, a lot of weird stuff happens at that train tracks. So Near your house? Nah, I'm like a town away. Oh, a town away. Okay. Why? Should I be worried? No, I, was wondering, I was wondering if you were talking about <laughs> where I am or where you are. Which, which, which one you were talking about? Oh, mine. Yeah, down look how straight away from mine. People are always getting killed there. It's, like, crazy. And it's either got to be, it's got to be suicide stuff. There was a girl doing a, like walking the tracks years ago with headphones on, but I even feel like that was suicide. Like, I don't know. Like, if you don't want to die, you probably wouldn't be walking down train tracks with headphones and listening to music. That's my take. And I understand people could, you know, get lose track of time and realize that, the, you know, you know, something's coming soon and get bopped. You know what I mean? But mm. I don't know. It's late you're on the tracks. You're you're pushing it on the track anyway. Yeah, you're really risking it if you're on the track. Just the energy, electricity. You know, the third rail. You touch the third rail, you're dead. You know what I mean? Horrifying stuff. Well, this has been an episode of Fantastic Measure. You know what I mean? It has. Thank y'all Epic. both for come for coming on. You know what I mean? It's been great. Well, Bobby, uh, tell the folks where they can see you. You know, yeah, uh, all my stuff is on bobbydizzle.com, uh, spelled like it sounds. And uh, you can um, on Instagram at uh, at Bobby Dizzle Cast. I'd have to look that up. Yeah, just hit up bobbydizzle.com, the Bobby Dizzle Podcast. Can't miss it. Everything I'm gonna I'm doing some marketing shift here pretty soon. The name may change, but it'll it'll always be on bobbydizzle.com. So check it out there. Thanks. Same product, same ingredients, maybe a different. Yep. Name. You know what yep. I mean? A more niche title. 
And uh, Bobby Gizzle has a great show. I was on it not too long ago, so check out that show. Check out my page. Mm-hmm. We'll put it up on the page. I think it is on the page, actually. Go check out the Mostly yeah. Ghosted page and uh, check it on out. And Andra, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. We got to get you, get you some social meds going, promoting your stuff. You know what I mean? That'll be awesome. I really enjoyed being back. I've missed you guys, and uh, as often as you'll have me, I would love to pop in and visit. We miss you too. You're always welcome. Let us just let us know. Let you know the schedule. Schedule out. All right. You know what I mean? <laughs> we well, are. I'm planning on going on other shows about once every other week, starting in July. So I'll be ready and willing. Well, Bobby, you're always welcome on the show as well. You know what I mean? It's a lot of fun. And uh, for everybody out there listening, if you like this episode, go check into more episodes wherever you heard this beautiful episode of Mostly Ghostly. And we'll check y'all later. I already said Mostly Ghostly, so I can't say it again, even though it did. We'll catch y'all later. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs> Bye. <laughs> 